Hey there, Margie Bryce here bringing you the Krabby Pastor podcast. And I don't think you're going to be too surprised to know that it's too easy today to become the Krabby Pastor. Our time together will give you food for thought to help you be the ministry leader fully surrendered to God's purposes and living into whatever it takes to get you there and keep you there. So we're talking about sustainability in ministry. Well, I'm back. And while my last podcast had an interview with Ellen Fadling, who wrote An Unhurried Leader, This is probably the first time that I have just done a solo podcast in a bit, and there's a reason for that, and I'm going to get into it a little bit for this episode. I want to start by talking about a movie, and this is probably an older movie now. Well, I don't know. That's all relative, right? Anyway, it is called The Perfect Storm. George Clooney, Mark Wahlberg, Diane Lane, John C. Riley are all in this, and it was a great movie, one of those gripping, destructive, you know, you know how we like to see sort of the destruction of our world, planet, whatever, I'm not sure what all that's about, but anyway, this is along those lines, except it's just one boat, and not that the people on the boat aren't important, but just one boat off of the Massachusetts coast. Well, they were pretty far out, actually, was where they were at. They were at a a late-season fishing expedition is what they were. This was a commercial swordfish boat. So they fished for swordfish. Who would think that there's a swordfish boat? But there is. And the boat was called the Andrea Gale, and it was based out of Gloucester, Massachusetts. I have to watch how I say that. I mean... Gloucester. Anyway, I'm going with the British piece. I have um, an uncle that lives in Gloucester, England, so I'm going to go with Gloucester, Massachusetts. So they were out on a late season fishing expedition when uh, two powerful weather fronts descend towards the boat and a hurricane. And I find it pretty ironic, sort of, that it's Hurricane Grace of all things, because at the end of the day, absolutely nobody came back from this fishing expedition. And all three of these storms kind of converge at once while the boat, the swordfish boat, is on its way back to port. Now, the crew kind of underestimates what's going on in this, but it yields 40-foot waves, pounding, pounding waves, shrieking winds there were no survivors to this it was a confluence of storms these three things came together right where in the vicinity of of this boat and it was tragic it was absolutely tragic and i will confess to you that um, i have felt like i have been under the perfect storm in the last couple months here, um, one of our family members was uh, tested for cancer, and and you know that whole long process. You're 
you're like, you're not sure how serious it is. Meanwhile, my dad goes on hospice and we aren't, again, really sure exactly, you know, it, they were suspecting cancer, but they couldn't test and verify. He was, you know, too weak to do that with. And so there's that. And then I also had a personal dilemma kind of hit. And I, and it yielded a personal kind of trauma. Um, that I'm still working through a bit. So, well, not a bit, still working through. Don't say a bit. Anyway, um, I decided then pretty quickly that I needed to slow down somewhere. I knew that as, uh, as it goes, your creativity basically goes into the toilet when uh, your stress level is high. And I thought I could feel it just soaring. So, you know, I cut back and I asked friends of mine who do the shepherd and the shrink if they could let me borrow, you know, as that goes in the podcast land, I guess, uh, let me borrow some of their uh, podcasts so that I could get myself through some of this time. So I borrowed about six weeks worth knowing that um, I needed to slow down. You know, I kept up with my exercise, even though I have to tell you, um, I didn't really feel like it whatsoever. And I'm not good at going slow anyway. So yoga is always a challenge. But then when you are feeling like your stress level is high, you know, you know, of course, you should go and do yoga, of course. But that doesn't take into account the fact that when you get there or when you're trying to get there, you know, you, you really aren't up for what you're doing, but you push yourself anyway. So I tried to intentionally slow down. Meanwhile, uh, I sat under a teaching at church that the pastor went on and on about how God is with you in the chaos. And I thought, well, this certainly qualifies as chaos. And I didn't really, to be honest, feel like God was in there with me. But you know, you kind of get stuck staring at the problem. So I retained, you know, my attendance at church, even though, again, I didn't feel like it. You know, there were some days I didn't feel like putting one foot in front of the other. So, um, the good part about that and still meeting with your spiritual director, still doing some things that you're doing, but pulling back and slowing down a bit. And the irony of this is, is I did a whole series on slowdown now, and it ran from Thanksgiving to Christmas. And I got a little bit of pushback about, what are you doing during this busy season for ministry leaders. And I thought, I'm sticking with this. Slowing down is good. Not knowing that around mid-December, I was going to have to really slow myself down just to be able to put one foot in front of the other. So staying connected to your lifelines, to the things that give you life, are essential 
if you are going through some sort of perfect storm. And I, I have to say, I think ministry leaders right now are at that place of perfect storm. You know, we came through the big storm of COVID, but what's left is different. You may be leading a different congregation now than you were before the storm. And, you know, numbers are not necessarily climbing upward. And you're trying to assess which things you should incorporate, which things you should leave behind. I personally think it is a unique opportunity for leaders to let go of some things that are not serving your purpose as well, but just keeping people busy and really reassessing how missional those things are. So it's a unique time to kind of grab the reins and run for a while. And I'm understanding by, you know, some of the coaching that I do that some of your most ardent volunteers are sort of fizzing out to, you know, to not have a great descriptor for that. You know, well, I'm not going to do that six times a month. I might do it too, you know, that kind of thing. So there is some challenges that pastors still are facing. And I'm not saying there's not going to be no survivors here. I'm not going to say that. I, I certainly am intending to survive. You know, you know I'm not on the Andrea Gale Um and God certainly has, you know, hurricane grace coming through, which we all could use some of that right now. So for ministry leaders who are in a pastoral setting, it is a challenging time, a perfect storm, a transitional time. And transitions are never, ever fun. You know, ask women who have given birth to baby if babies if you have not ever been in the birthing suite with them to understand what transition is. Women will definitely tell you they are, they are not fun. And so what I want to say today is to encourage ministry leaders who feel like they are in the perfect storm to understand and really dig into how God is with you in the chaos. And I got to tell you, you know, when your stress levels are high, Sometimes it's really hard for you to sense God's presence with you. But that does not mean that God is not with you. Your ability to sense that may be a little bit marred at times. But again, I'm going to advocate for that slow down piece so that you can indeed sense, know, and understand that God sees what's going on. God knows what's going on, and God cares deeply about what's going on in your life. You know, we all say pretty easily, God never leaves us nor forsakes us. These are moments when we really have to dig in to that and rely on that promise, regardless of how we feel. And this calls to us to slow down so that we have a greater possibility, a greater potential for us to hear what God is saying, for us to sense 
God with us in the middle of whatever chaos that we're going through. So I, I want to say to you, you know, things will shift, change, and resolve. They shift, changed, and resolved for the COVID situation predominantly, although I would say we're still dealing with latent COVID response is what I'm calling it. And I, I talked to a counselor recently who said to me, who I said to her rather that, I said, is it me or is are people like a little more edgy? Are, and they're a little stranger than usual. You know, I'm just kind of picking that up. And she said she would definitely agree. And I heard on the radio, I think about a week or so ago, that what we're going through is the reformation of our social structures because they were so disturbed through COVID. So we still have some latent COVID stuff going on. So you add that to the daily demands of ministry. If you're in a pastoral setting, you add that to any kind of chaos that you're going through, whether it's with congregants or or in your personal life. Look at your stress levels and then take a moment, take a moment to ask yourself how you can slow down. And, you know, maybe you want to go back to the podcast that I did about slowing down. That Maybe that would be helpful for you as well. But I know for me, you know, time changes things a bit. So my family cancer situation is not as anywhere near as serious as it could be. Something was caught very, very early, and that's a good thing. Um, my dad passed last week, um, so that I'm not waiting for my dad to pass, but I've entered a different stage of grieving and that. So that's kind of where that is. And the personal dilemma, trauma situation is still something that uh, I'm working through. But at the end of it, I had a, a pastor get up, a place that we are attending right now, and the pastor talked about um, miracles. And I was just kind of, you know, I have to say this about us pastors, former pastors, whatever. You know, if you've helped to make the sausage, <laughs> you know, you just kind of, I feel like on some, some Sundays I feel like I'm ruined, you know. But I have to, again, uh, remind myself that I need to just be present in the moment and just let God speak and just take a chill pill, you know, or something so that I can receive what God is saying. So the pastor's going to preach about feeding the 5,000 as if, you know, I haven't preached that myself or I haven't heard a lot of that. And and I got reminded because that's mostly what church service really is about, you know, especially when we are in a traumatic kind of place, a perfect storm kind of situation. We need to be reminded of some basic truths because our brain may not be tracking in that direction. And so I listened to this pastor and he he was he was really good. And he talked about how much are we staring at the problem versus going to Jesus, the solution to the problem. So I'm going to leave you with that thought. Um, again, 
It's not like I don't think you know this. I, it's not like I don't think you know any of what I've said. I believe that you do. But I'm going to say to you that when you're in the perfect storm is when you need those reminders and you need to slow down so that you can really take those reminders in. Take them in to your heart and your soul. And of all things, don't forget that God honors the prayer, help me, Jesus. And God will honor that always, always with those who are seeking after his ways and his purposes and who love the Lord God with all their heart, soul, strength, and mind. Hey, thanks for listening. It is my deep desire and passion to champion issues of sustainability in ministry and for your life. So I'm here to help. I stepped back from pastoral ministry and I feel called to help ministry leaders uh, create and cultivate sustainability in their lives so that they can go the distance with God and whatever plans that God has for you. I would love to help. I would consider it an honor. And in all things, make sure you connect to these sustainability practices, you know, so that you don't become the crabby pastor. <laughs>